Hello Wisdom, good morning everyone in Wisdom, I hope you're all well, I hope everyone, is that better, testing. Alright, I can edit that out anyway. Alright, hello Wisdom, how are we? Anyone want to come on the stage right now, have a chat, introduce yourself to me. Uh, I'd love to get to know where you're from, where you're tuning in from, how you've been as well. Uh, lots going on for me at, at the moment. I've been, uh, you know, live streaming the podcast on uh, my Facebook page, getting into live streaming using two products at the moment called Stream Labs and StreamYard. Very good for beginner streamers who want to start out even just hosting a podcast. And I can have my morning coffee at the same time as well. But this is what I love about social audio, get to talk to people on my iPhone all the way in my room. I just got up, done my meditation, and yes, I feel great. All right, the weather right now is 8 degrees Celsius. Uh, precipitation 21%, humidity uh, 86%, wind 8 kilometers an hour. It's going to be a top of 15 degrees Celsius, rain predicted, oh god, and a low of 7 degrees Celsius uh, where I am in the world. So it is winter and I am all, you know, keeping warm. Yeah, so the thing is. Uh, you know, living the secret, I guess. It's it's all about, you know, what's your secret in, in your life and, uh, you know, what do you want to achieve in the next five to six years or the next six months? You know, what are you uh, doing? Are you living like a millionaire lifestyle? How would a millionaire live, you know, in your eyes? You know, that how would uh, someone who has achieved, you know, what you want to do has gotten to the top, you know, what do the rich people do differently than the poor during inflation and the inflation times like we are in now? So these these are all the things I've had to learn myself as well. Again, you know, I'm learning every day. Every day is a new day for me. Uh, Every day I get up. Uh, Hopefully I can go for a hike this week if I can. It's not raining too much. And I will. But uh, it's all about just getting your, your name out there and getting your work out there at the same time, you know. is the way I, I, I put it into context. You know that. But uh, there was a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. It was an interesting movie. If you ever got to watch it, uh, Bob Proctor was on there. Uh, 
you know, talked about the law of attraction. And it was, you know, it was sort of a, uh, I would say a bastardized version of it. Of the law of attraction. It was sort of like, you know, you could just sit down and visualize a Ferrari or something and it would come in your life. But it is true. If you are, uh, you know, have you ever noticed when you wanting to manifest things like a sports car, you notice you, you you drive past them a fair bit, and you think, "Shit, what the hell is going on here? What is going on <laughs> in this place?" You know that. I guess uh, there is a power to the universe that we just don't understand. But this is what I, I love about this app. You know. I love wisdom. You know, it's the best. Wisdom's awesome. I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing the future of the app grow too. So there's there's some good uh, goal setting apps uh, that I use. Uh, one that I use is called uh, Strides. I will reference Strides in the podcast description. If you'd like to use it, please do. Uh, for me, it's helped keep me on track of uh, my goals and what I want to do and my achievements and how I want to uh, live, live life too. Strides has helped. It's simple. It's easy to use. It's basic. And it, you know... It definitely, it definitely has purpose, and I'll tell you that, definitely has purpose, you know that. I suppose it's, uh, you know, all about finding, well, what works for you. In life. You know that. What is going to work for you. In the next. You know. Five to ten years. I mean. Who knows. What's going to happen.
but it's all about uh, having that uh, discipline for yourself as well and staying on track with what you want to do and how you want to be. How you going, how you going dude? Powerful topic you're talking about here today, Stephen. Yeah, how are you, Malcolm? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, good. How's things with you? Um, Things are pretty moderate right now. Um, I've been, honestly, uh, a little withdrawn from work lately because I've been too preoccupied with, like, personal plans and stuff like that. You know, personal things come around, you push aside the work, and I think it's time for me to get back to work. So that's that's great. <laughs> mm. And what's but, keeping you busy as well? Time's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your question? What's been keeping you busy? You still doing your your show? No, I have not been doing my show. That's another thing too. I've been too preoccupied with uh, a lot of these trips that I've been taking with wonderful people that I've met, and going to these events and having um, a lot of friend time and uh, just just enjoying myself lately and now I um, have actually staggered amongst a new kind of contract and the problem is is I'm looking for another vendor right now for the specific location that I have in mind but I needed to be a profitable business so the problem is is given the nature of uh, where a lot of young entrepreneurs are, I don't think they're ready to handle the responsibilities of owning a, a, a smaller business just yet. Though I could, I've thought about a few potential prospects. I know that's besides the point, but that's one of the things I'm grappling with right now. Mm. Yeah, you're always going to be prospecting when you're doing business. Yes, as always, yes. Crazy, Anywho, how, how have you been, though? Yeah, good. I started live streaming on my Facebook page, my podcast as well, so I'm trying that out with uh, StreamYard. Uh, if you've been using that, and Streamlabs. So I'm live streaming. I'm trying to build confidence in talking in front of a camera while doing a show. Ah, uh, yes. And that's harder for me. I mean, the social audio is great. But it's always good to step out of your comfort zone if you can. I agree. That's what I did when I first started doing uh, shows on online with him on Team Media. It was my first time showing myself out to the world. And I think the more exposure you give yourself, the better you uh, you become at, at your craft, essentially. Yeah, how's um? I know I know you're on TikTok. How's TikTok treating you? That's another platform that I haven't been on in quite some time. I actually try to avoid going on TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simply because trip? it doesn't serve me. Um, but it yeah. does serve a wide demographic of people. I'm just saying it doesn't serve me personally. But um, the channel, oh crap, I, I probably should. I, maybe maybe I should give you a little bit of context. Um, so I no longer partner with the, the company that I once used to work with before I moved out to California, mm-hmm. which was MOT Media. And I no longer do MOT Media uh, anymore, and I think this will be the first time of everyone list, uh, finding out, at least those that follow me. Probably should have made, it, made a public announcement. My bad. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we we terminated our contract with each other, though it was a verbal contract more than it was a physical. Um, and with that being the case, uh, they've gone on to do bigger and better things, and I am out here in California Drafting up my own contracts, grinding, hustling, uh, trying to find other uh, 
other angles to, to take because, you know, I'm still exploring what it is that I like to do personally. And when I was with him on Team Media, I felt like I wasn't doing enough of that for myself. So I think it was it was a mutual disagreement amongst both parties uh, on our, our direction of what we want to do. And his direction is different than mine. And I think it's important for people to do that in life is that if they're taking a certain direction and your body's not agreeing with it, you're not really as mentally invested in it and it's mm -hmm. starting to not serve you, then I think it's important to really ask yourself, how can you realign and how can you pivot from that so it doesn't drag you down? Yeah, exactly. Also, too, I've got a, a community page on my YouTube channel now. So YouTube's uh, given small creators, you know, the community uh, where I could post as well. So that's been a, a thankful achievement from YouTube, Malcolm. That is amazing, uh, dude. Look at what you can do with that, as long as you don't get blocked or banned or shadow banned. Exactly. Well, go have a look when you have time and, and keep up to date. Uh, I, I'm doing a live stream called The Music I get your, Show. Um, I believe I'm in like a subscription of yours. I get my yeah. inbox. Even if you'd like to write me a question on music, I'll, I'll, ha I'll answer it in the live stream for you. Okay, I got a question on music for you then, right now, Mr. Stephen Shields, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just put it to me in writing and I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the show for you. Can I ask you live? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, what, are, what, what key do you normally produce your songs in? For me, it's normally B-flat, on average. I go atonal, so no key signature when I compose. I tried composing with key signature, but it just it, it would throw me off. And especially in film, you generally don't have a key signature. You just do it atonal, like chromatic. So I could change key. I could go A flat or E. You know, I like playing in the minor keys, like uh, you know. That was going to be my next question too. I'm minor. Glad, yeah. It's curious. Your songs seem more That's minor. Just, major yeah that's just how i write i have wrote I, I i do have some major songs on my channel i've got a film clip that's more for kids so i will put it in a major key it's good practice actually it is it is it's, it's a great discipline if, if you ask me simply because uh there's a huge dynamic range of chords in the minor scale and the minor key signature mm. and i think it, it's amazing uh especially chromatic notes in, in, in uh, chords oh my goodness that's that's some of my music has been following that trend consistently um, <laughs> I don't really boast about my music folks but uh, <laughs> I have a YouTube page don't look for me um, I also have a SoundCloud don't look for me and also I a lot of my projects um, I have yet to actually put out into the public so um, Still thinking about what I whether I want to do that, but a lot of my my songs that I've been making personally have been in the minor scale, like yours have, mm. and I can relate to you in that sense. Here's a question for you. I notice when you go live on Wisdom, you get more community engagement. I've noticed. How do you do that? Does that just come natural for you? Because that's something I'm struggling with. Um, I think. Now, a lot of the mentors on here are going to say the exact same thing that I'm saying to you on this, that I'm about to say to you on the stage. And it's a very simple formula for them. Um, a lot of them is just all about it. All it is, is about is, is, is rapport building, building rapport. But I think it's important gotcha. to set the stage for that kind of rapport building. So I, as you can, if you look through, I'm not a master at this at all. I just love communicating with people. So this is just amateur advice, guys, for those that are listening, guys and gals. Um, 
I honestly do like random topics about like conversation tables. I haven't done a conversation table in a minute. I'll talk about I'll do I lately I've been doing rather smaller segments than something bigger and profound because here's the thing. I'm figuring I'm still figuring out my life. I'm still figuring out what mm. works for me and I don't want to go on a stage to talk about something that I'm not completely um, well-versed in. Um, and I'm, I've noticed that some people do that, and I'm not knocking them for, for how they conduct themselves. But I will say um, it is much, much, much more beneficial when you have knowledge on the topic that you're talking about so that way you can educate your audience instead of just aimlessly blurting out information. But that's just me and my observation. I just think it's important that when you do propose a topic to talk about that you can – confidently engage in substantive discussion regarding that specific topic like if like with, like with you with politics i think that's a very interesting angle to do i just would suggest making it something uh much more i guess i wouldn't say controversial but something that grabs the eyes now me personally i'm a recurring guest on your show and i don't mind constantly coming on your show and speaking with you because i love having conversations with you and I mm -hmm. think it's important that we build that rapport whilst also having a conversation about something that is engaging. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, to, 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 to narrow down that answer for you, I think it's – I truly believe it's behind um, being yourself and having rapport building, letting people get to know you in the eyes of your show. Because some people have a structure. I think you have to ask yourself, what is it that you want to be here for? In this, in this platform, in this atmosphere, what is your, your, your driving factor? Well, to stand up. For being shadow banned once, stand up for being discriminated against tech companies who have put me down because I've got disability and, and for my conservative views. I sent out a newsletter about that, uh, shadow banning. I've been talking a lot about it, and it's not fair, Malcolm. You're right. It isn't you know. fair. You know what else isn't fair? Bureaucracy. <laughs> mm. Uh, well, let's same. talk about uh, this Elon Musk, because apparently he's backing out of this Twitter deal, and Twitter wants to now sue him, but I think this is just political football from Twitter. Ooh, yes, you, this is a great topic. I was literally having, I was engaging, I'm right now actively engaging in several different discussions regarding this, so I mm. am more than glad to talk about this, because I've actually just listened to a few shows, and um, and yeah, ask me a question, I'm curious on, on your angle on this as well. So, okay, Elon Musk is, is so rich, he could create his own Twitter, like True Social. He could. But why is he backing out now? Um, I thought if he brought Twitter out, this would be fantastic. But okay. Twitter's just playing political football. So, yes, there's a little bit of Twitter playing – I wouldn't say that it's political football. I would say that it's more so – withholding information at the expense of protecting their their values and what they stand up for because think about it from an entrepreneur's standpoint if you if you built up a company with a certain values and things that you that made your company what it is that's your baby right and some random rich guy steps in and says i want to buy your company i want to change everything that you put together that's probably going to make you feel a certain kind of way like that's like me coming into your show saying steven i want to buy you out of your show and i want to make it my in my image that's kind of like a big f you wouldn't you think mm -hmm. but that's besides the point that's that's just the underlying narrative the major narrative, as I've been listening to recently and I've been talking to people about, is that um, there's a working theory that Elon never really wanted Twitter in the first place. Because historically, mm -hmm. if you if he, he wanted to withdraw shares of his stock, 
amounting to over 8.5 billion shares of his stock. And if you as an insider holding a vast majority of the shares decides to make a withdrawal or a divest into your stock, being the majority shareholder, that's going to cause a huge fluctuation and disruption of its price action, making it go down. And historically in the past, there have been institutional investors that hold the majority of the stock that have divested in their company, but have it has been turmoil for them. Um, and, and with that being the case, he wanted to do it ever so discreetly. Like with, for, for example, his 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 aimless tweet on Twitter uh, about saying that he whether whether or not he should sell ten percent of his his stock, and that call he, he did a it was a poll on Twitter, and inevitably the stock did plump, <laughs> it didn't plummet but it tumbled down quite quite a hefty percentage after doing that poll, and in addition to that, he had mentioned that in his acquisition to Twitter. He was going to withdraw, withdraw some of his share, use about a few billion of his shares, a few million, mm. a few hundred million of his shares, amounting to a few billion, um, to invest towards the Twitter deal, which is what made mm. the shares of Twitter go down as well, as you saw a lot of institutional uh, divesting activity in that stock. And it's actually kind of genius, but messed up in a way. It doesn't seem like rather rather besides the fact that elon has been extremely vocal about his political views and about what he likes politically and dislikes politically that's just him expressing his opinion but as from an entrepreneurial standpoint it seems like he's making a move that would suggest that all he was doing is just finding a scapegoat to withdraw money from his own stock just to pocket some money from his shares plus Twitter is severely overvalued for its price. It's over $28 billion, but when you factor in its debt, Twitter is over is in over $13 billion of debt. So the way to truly value what a company is worth, despite its share price on the stock market, is to determine its actual market cap and value divide or mm -hmm. minus by its debt, which would be an average way to go about it. There's more complex uh, arithmetic, but I'm just going to simplify it in the instance of this conversation. So with Twitter being in over $13 billion in debt, being worth over, what, $38 billion or so, which the, mm -hmm. the, the offer that Musk proposed was over $44 billion, you're overpaying. Um, that takes away the $13 billion from the $38 billion, making it down to $25 billion. So in hindsight, if you don't include the debt that they're in, that they've taken out, um, they're worth $25 billion, um, and that's severely undervalued. But it's overpriced. Twitter is severely overpriced on the market for for its its per share uh, PEs per uh, price and earnings per share uh, times a hundred. Like, are you serious? Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. The numbers are inflated. It's it's nonsense. It's nonsensical. So that, with and of itself, from a technical standpoint and the company and what it's worth, it seemed unfeasible for a billionaire to give a company more than what it's worth. Um, without there being any other stipulations. I don't believe Elon got cold feet for the deal, in, in the midst of the deal. I just personally believe as though this was something that was clearly planned. A, a lot of analysts are saying on the market that this is something that, because after three months, you mean to tell me you make a deal in April, and then three months after, you're like, eh, I don't think I want Twitter because of the bots issue. Eh, I don't think I want Twitter because of the fact that their CEO is not being as transparent with the attorneys and the processing as far as that. And you can make that argument, which would, no, I guess, no, uh, would, would validate the, the reasons for a termination of a business agreement. 
it doesn't seem to to anyone. I mean, Elon losing a billion dollars is like somebody losing ten dollars, not even ten dollars a dollar out of their hundred dollar bank account. That's not going to make or break his wallet because there is a termination mm -hmm. fee that he would have to pay, which would be a uh, billion dollars. But Twitter is getting really heartbroken over the fact that he had buyer's remorse. I'm using air quotes, quote unquote, buyer's remorse that they now want to mm -hmm. take him to court to try to get him to pay for the initial $44 billion that he uh, offered, which he did enter a, a an agreement with them, emerging agreement, to take the company private. But there's nothing that says that you can't withdraw from a, that you cannot withdraw from a business deal. There's nothing that says that. There are stipulations that, or ram there are minor ramifications to withdrawing from any business deal. And he knew that. You got to, come on. He's a top player in the, in the in the business industry. Sure, he knows. Okay, and the damage is not going to be as bad. The ramifications, though, for Twitter is going to mm. be catastrophic, though, because Twitter has already collapsed over what twenty percent since the initial announcement. I would say maybe mm. I'm throwing numbers out there in smoke, but it is true. Well, in the sake of not using numbers, Twitter has has definitely gone down quite a bit since the initial. Uh, uh, press release. So with that bearing in mind, it has yielded to its investors a lot of deficiencies about the companies, their ethics, their practices, their values, their the, just their, their overall stability. And having that in question makes investors very skeptical. Plus, their earnings, well, they weren't the best. Okay, let's be honest. Twitter doesn't really make a lot of money. They don't. They really don't. A lot of their uh, money is circulated through the, the current services that they have and advertising and agreements brokered through advertising. But even when you when you factor that out, what 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 growth are they actually attaining? What what true growth are they actually attaining besides that on the stock market? Well, at least up until recently, not really much of anything. So what buoyancy do they hold in the market? So now all these mm -hmm. things are coming out about Twitter and Elon knowing what he did. Is just gonna nonchalantly execute this business deal. He has the top attorney. He has he has literally the top attorney uh, working on these cases. New York found, but so does Twitter as well. But I the personally thing, think this will this will work out in his favor. Elon, to be specific. I I hope and pray that he does buy Twitter out and can change it. But no, <laughs> like I, said, I mean, an, another theory that you could work out. I'm sorry, I hate I hate to interrupt you. Is that he could be doing this simply to get a lower price for the for Twitter. He could be haggling right now. Ah, uh, see, my, look, I, I I've been in business for one year, and I've noticed everything is so slow in business. But when you're buying out a company, why do you need lawyers to sign off on paperwork, and yet they delay everything, Malcolm? That's just part of conducting business when you're moving big uh. money around. And the lawyers are—they're expensive. They can afford it. I mean, over a hundred million dollars in, in in attorney fees is, is nothing to these guys. Plus, all it yeah. takes is to write it off in the in the corporate bank account. And banks eventually charge yeah. it off, or whatever they choose to do with that. But lawyers get their money. They're not worried about the expenses that go into brokering a business agreement. Come on, you're talking about big players now. Mm. But I wish business was fast, not slow. Why is it slow? Yeah, why is well, it just slow? Like in just like in politics, everything is delayed <laughs> on purpose. Mm. I've had to learn a lot of patience for myself. 
in my you journey. and I both, my friend. You know, when you're building relationships, like you said before, building rapport, uh, when you're prospecting to your future clients as well, you just got to be prepared for rejection because you'll get a lot of rejection in entrepreneurship. I guess that's that's the same thing as this buyout. It's haggling as well. Um, yeah. Have you guys really want Elon that. to buy Twitter. That's fascinating. I do. I can understand why. But right now... Like I said, he, he's so rich, he could just start his own Twitter like Truth Social. And why not? Because he's and he has a monopolized mind. He he has the mindset of monopolizing. When you have that much money, you can just monopolize over things. Like right now, Amazon's about to acquire, uh, I, I believe, uh, Grub. I believe Amazon and Grubhub, or Amazon's going to be pairing with one of these food delivery services, and they're going to be monopolizing over a small business, so they have more accessibility to its customer base. Mm -hmm. So you have these bigger companies that are monopolizing over smaller businesses. Or just businesses in general to have more, I would say, firepower or buoyancy in the market, more weight in the game. Well, let's let's talk about the buyout. You remember Bebo, the old chat site? Yes. Vaguely, now that got yes. bro bought out by Twitter, apparently. They probably needed. They probably just wanted the extra ammunition for a potential department that they plan on creating in the future. But right now, companies are actually bigger companies like Facebook and like like Tesla are, are actually cutting labor. So making an acquisition mm, like that one. Notice that. But do you think that you, you're, you mentioned too that you're not happy with a buyout. Now, the person who created Bebo got a huge buyout. I think he's living in San Francisco, so he's rich for life. He's set for life. But you mentioned you were against that. You don't like the buyout idea. The thing is, is there's so much more you can do with the company that you have. If you have a company like Twitter asking you to buy your company, your company is valued way more than that amount. Hmm. The thing is, look, I, I look at it from a different point of view, right? If someone offered me, just say, a billion dollars to buy me up, I'd say yes. And I'll tell you why. I'd, I'd be able to retire and I'd be set for life. That's just my opinion. What if it's your dream? What if it's something that you built from the ground that's your baby and somebody wants to buy your baby from you? What if you were passionate in building it and someone just said, I want that from you and just bought it from you just because they can? How would that make you feel? I'll be honest I, with you, Malcolm, my friend. Mm -hmm. It'd make me feel good, and I'll tell you why. I'd be able to travel where I want. I'd, buy, I'd be able to buy a house. I'd be able to just retire and just relax. Because so I was the point of you creating your business just to generate wealth? Profit as well, make a living doing what I love. But that's my opinion, uh, and, and it's fine for people to see it differently. Of course, I can understand that. I can understand that completely. I mean, uh, you, you eventually get the payout that you'd like. What would you do after that then, besides the things that you love? Like, what, what would, you, would you continue an alternative business that still provides similar resources like the business that, that that you got bought out from? Yeah, I'd start another, you know, 
YouTube channel, do another podcast. I'd have a studio, proper studio. Um, yeah, I'd do something different. It'd be like a hobby or a passion project then. So I'd still, I'd still keep working and, and keep on living life, living the, living the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> the American dream. That's funny, man. You got me there. <laughs> American. Yeah. But you, you see it differently, a buyout. So just say, uh, I don't know, someone offered you a billion dollars to buy you out. What, what's your views on the buyout? My thinking is if you're offering me a billion dollars to buy me out, then my company is well is, is worth well more than the money that you're offering me simply because of something. I clearly possess something that you want from me. And all it would take is for me to hire a team of additional analysts and, and business experts on my team to to emulate that of what the business is trying to get to enhance my business so I get to that valuation. Yes, you can get mm. bought out, but if that's my baby, something that I built from the ground up, something that I had a passion for, the thing, the one thing that drove me to work as hard as I did and to sweat as mm. much as I did for the business, I'm mm. going to value that like it's a, it's like it's a child to me, okay? And I, no one can buy me out. That's what that's what Elon Musk faced. The a company bought him out for bought his website that he that he helped create for the internet. But people, uh, he he was forced. Uh, well, he was coerced into either selling out two of his companies. Or keeping one of them, but he decided to keep both of his companies because those are his. Those are something that he built that meant something to himself. That's a fabric of his being. Uh, it's a byproduct of his hard work, his sweat, his determination, and he's managed to make mm. both of those companies into multi-million-slash-billion-dollar companies. So I mean, like, you can do it. And if a company's threatening, or not threatening, but suggesting that they'd rather buy you out and save you the trouble. I mean, that's them. That's like I'd take that as a compliment. Like, huh, I'm doing something right. If Twitter wants to buy a website for me, mm. but see, wouldn't you have a right to be a shareholder then? If if they buy you out, that you, uh, you know, you get dividends from their company because I know that happens as well. I'm sure you can brokerage an agreement that allows you to still gain off of the business. They own, let's say, eighty percent. You own twenty percent. You can brokerage something like that. It's not impossible. But what's the joy of having someone else own your business and running it the way that you wouldn't run it. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's taking away from all the hard work that I put into the business just to be taken away. And I value, I value what I build more than what I make out of what I build. Like there's not going to be any amount of money that speaks to me that makes me go, okay, I'm going to give up my sweat, my dreams and everything that I put into something and just let someone else screw that up for me. And that's kind of how the, be, the Twitter CEO feels right now. You'll be a millionaire for life, Malcolm, and you'd be able to uh, travel first class, go on all the nice holidays. You'd get a big mansion, and you'd you'd live the American dream. Who cares about all that stuff? I mean, <laughs> I, like, I can't, let me be specific. <laughs> You're coming off a little aggressive there, Malcolm. I'm gonna reel it back in. <laughs> I'm, I'm. What I mean to say is. I'm a very I'm a minimalist, so like mm-hmm. I don't really care for those kind of assets. Like my friend got a Lamborghini. Like I was like, good for you, dude. Like I, I mean, it's it's a nice car. It's a nice car, but that's that's three hundred thousand dollars down the drain. Well, you could have invested that and made six hundred thousand dollars in a matter of a two quarter period, dude. Like you know what or you buy can buy a house. Like you can <laughs> yes, or buy a house. But the the thing is, is I feel as though people are drawing the money, throwing their money down the drain on on, on depreciating assets and things that are not going to generate wealth for for yourself, 
for your future and for what you plan on building. Are you creating a dynasty right now or are you setting yourself short-term goals and eventually just giving up or becoming complacent at the expense of those short-term goals that you're setting for yourself? Like once we, once he got his Lamborghini, I literally asked him, like, dude, okay, so what's next? He was like, I don't know. So you lived just to get to this moment to buy a Lamborghini. You thought nothing else more than that. He's like, I didn't really think about anything more. Gotcha. Well, maybe you should start making some goals, man. Set something for yourself. Contribute if you like. Mm, Find exactly. much more meaning than than assets. I just encourage anyone to to this much more. Me There's way more meaning to life than just the, the 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 objects around us that bring us sentimental value. Well, it's all about finding value. But yeah, you, you you do have a good point when you when you are building your company from scratch. Okay, it, it is a good point, and then someone offers a buyout. It, I don't know; it's it's a hard one as well. You working as hard as you are towards the company that you're building right now, Stephen, and I offer you a billion dollar buyout. That probably would be like that sounds great, but. If I've done as, as much hard work as I've done now, and it's paying off, and it's saying that I'm that the work that I'm doing that you're doing is worth a billion dollars, then you've got to remind yourself you're worth way more than that. If companies trying to determine a price for the work that you've done mm. so far, that's a good point. Always uh, great to have you on the podcast as well. Abs absolutely, man. Always glad to be here. I look forward to more discussions with you in the future. I hope you take care and have yourself a wonderful day. You too, man. Take care. All right. Okay. Let's see. We got another guest. Let's see how this goes. Hello. Yeah. Good. How are you? Good. You there? I'm doing great. And uh, where are you yeah. from? I'm actually from, uh, what about you? Yeah, you there? Yeah. I'm from Florida, stateside. Where are you? I'm all the way in Australia. So what, uh, what, 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 what do you enjoy about today's conversation? Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties there. Um, apologize about that. I don't know what's going on with the app at the moment. Uh, yes, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a very challenging world, I guess. By the way, it's you know. How do I say it? It is interesting, you know, would you take a, a, a buyout uh, from someone and uh, they basically, you know, had uh, had a lot of value. Yeah, that, that's an inter that's really interesting from uh, Malcolm's point of view. Always love talking to Malcolm and... Uh, Getting his idea. But yeah, this Twitter buyout, I don't know why it's delaying so much. I don't know what's causing this to slow down. 
as well. Alright, let's see. I'll bring you on and I'll see if this technology is working. Hello? Thanks for having me. Again. Yeah, I can't hear you. Uh, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, good. And uh, you, you entrepreneur, are you? Technical difficulties, guys. Sorry about that. Right. I'm in no, the it's, clean uh, energy business. Okay. All right. Looks like the app is uh, glitching right now. I don't know what's causing this. I'll have to end the show. Alright guys, please like, share and subscribe to the Stephen Shields radio show and turn on your notifications wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, new podcasts are available every Friday at 6pm Sydney Australia time. I apologise, I don't know what's happening with the app. Uh, I was a bit uh, glitchy this morning. It's technology for you, I can't help that. Uh, who knows, the app's got to be updated soon. So, yeah. All right, guys. Take care and bye for now.